Now you do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Sometimes I wonder if I understand. Sometimes I wonder if we understand. Jesus says in our gospel this evening from the gospel of, from the gospel of John that later we will understand. And so do we understand all that is taking place in these mysteries that we celebrate beginning on Holy Thursday and continuing through Easter Sunday? There's a certain aspect of these mysteries that it's impossible for us to understand the fullness of everything that is taking place because of the mystery of God and us who cannot know everything of who God is, but only know him through partial ways, fully revealed in Jesus Christ. But even in our human minds, we don't fully understand. And I think in this lack of understanding we don't understand how much, how much God loves us. I think our mind cannot comprehend the amount of love that God has for us. We look at the facts of what we celebrate during these days and we say, yes, Jesus went to his death for me. Jesus laid in the tomb for three days only to rise from the dead for me. But how do we know that that affects my daily life? Or do I allow it to influence my daily life? Do we understand it enough that Christ, the Christ's death and resurrection changes everything? And not only does Jesus go and give us himself over 2,000 years ago, but he continues to do so in every Mass that we come to receive Him in the Holy Eucharist. And it's not a different Jesus that walked on earth 2,000 years ago. It's not anything different than what the Apostles had before them at the Last Supper. It is the same person of Jesus Christ that we receive in the Eucharist today that was present to the Apostles at the Last Supper that was present to the apostles for those three years that they walked with him. It is the same Jesus that we receive today. Do we understand that? Can we comprehend that? What a tremendous mystery this is for us. What a tremendous gift of God's love that he pours out for us. And he pours out for us every single Mass that we go to so that his saving effects of his death are continued to be poured out upon us. I want you to think for a moment about the apostles in this, in this gospel tonight. And not just this gospel tonight, but think of the story of the Last Supper. You know, what's interesting about the gospel of John different than Matthew, Mark, and Luke, is that the Gospel of John doesn't have what we call the institution narrative. It doesn't talk about the moment when Jesus institutes the Eucharist, when Jesus says, this is my body and this is my blood. The Gospel of John doesn't have that. Scholars believe that John knew that the other Gospels existed, and so he took a different route with his Gospel, of course, inspired by the Holy Spirit. 
And we have from chapters 13 through much of the rest of his gospel, what we call the high priestly prayer of Jesus. This prayer at the Last Supper that he prays for his apostles and for all of us through the centuries, that we will remain in the faith, that we will be one as the Father and he are one, and that we may continue to persevere even in the moment of trials. So we may have this faith to the end. But I want you to put yourself in the feet, in the feet of the apostles. And I want you to think about the last supper that Jesus tells them pre- to prepare for. Remember this past Sunday at Palm Sunday when we were reading the long gospel from Matthew. And we hear the story of how Jesus tells the apostles to go and prepare a place for the last supper. And of course, they have been celebrating this Last Supper. For, this is the third time that they've done so together. And so just like every other Passover, they have to go and get the lamb. And the lamb has to be sacrificed in the temple. And so think of a, imagine a couple of the disciples having that duty to take the lamb to the temple to be sacrificed. Some of them had to find a place for them to have the Last Supper. Remember that the Passover feast is one of these pilgrimage feasts for all of Jews. And so they all traveled to Jerusalem to celebrate near the, near the, near the temple. Because that's where the lamb had to be sacrificed. And so they all came to Jerusalem in order to worship, in order to celebrate, celebrate this phenomenal feast. There was the bitter herbs that had to be prepared. There was a reminder to them of the slavery that they experienced for 40 years. Or many years, actually, with Egypt. But also the the suffering that they experienced in the wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. There was all of the preparations for all the washings that had to take place. The ablutions that would have taken place for all of the people attending the Last Supper, attending the Passover. There was all of the wine that had to be prepared and and bought for everyone to share what we call the four cups that were actually passed around in the middle of the Passover. All of this had to be prepared. And so as the disciples are walking along with Jesus for these three years, they know that they're getting close to the Passover. They know in this third year that something different is probably going to happen because Jesus has been predicting his death. And we have been hearing it throughout Lent that Jesus predicts his death. He predicts that he must suffer and that he must die. And so in some ways, the apostles are anticipating the goodness of sitting down to a meal and the Passover with Jesus. They are experiencing what all of their, what all of their ancestors experienced by celebrating the Passover at this time. There is some anticipation waiting for Jesus to bring about and usher in the kingdom that they were expecting. And so I wonder what they fully expected when Jesus starts talking about Judas. None of them unaware that it was Judas, but talking about the one that would betray him. What was going through their minds in that moment? Just think about that for a second. What were all of the apostles experiencing in that moment when they hear that their beloved leader is going to be put to death? What kind of pain would they have experienced in their heart? What kind of blame would they have been putting upon each of the other other eleven in their hearts knowing that one of them was going to betray him? 
And in the end, when Jesus is finally arrested, they all betray him. They all run away from him, except one, and that is John. All of this anticipation is building throughout the Gospels. And I wonder if that's building in our hearts as well. Is this anticipation and this excitement building within us to be able to celebrate these sacred feasts? And maybe even more so because we weren't able to celebrate last together last year. But maybe this anticipation has been building even more. Waiting for this night. Waiting for the celebration of His crucifixion tomorrow. And even more glorious, waiting His resurrection that we celebrate on Sunday. All of this coming to a head this weekend. Is that excitement building within us? Or is it just another Mass that we attend? Is there something greater than that going on here? Are we entering into the fullness of what God wants for us. When I was in college 20 years ago, as Benedict in college, I entered into my religious studies classes that I was required to take, my theology classes with Dr. Edward Street. You've heard me tell this story before. But Dr. Edward Street was explaining the connection between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And he sits before us one day this writing from the first century, from the first century of the Christians that were living after Christ had died, after He had risen, after the apostles had preached. This document that we call the Didache, or the teaching of the apostles. And he has us read this for class. And when we go to this document in the Didache, we read almost word for word what we will hear in a few moments in the consecration. That they took up a collection for the poor. The people brought bread and wine for the sacrifice. That the priest gave thanks to God. That he broke it. And that he, and then he passed it out. And not only did we read from this first century document of the Didache, we then read from Saint Justin Martyr, who was about 80 years later. And he says almost the exact same words that we say at Mass today. The same words that St. Paul tells us in our second reading today. He says, I received from the Lord what was also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night he was handed over took bread. And after he had given thanks, broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also the cup after supper saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And I began to see in my mind how what Jesus said at the Last Supper was handed on to St. Paul, who didn't know Jesus, but knew the first Christians and persecuted them. Just a few years after Jesus, St. Paul was already writing about this. The Didache, which was written 40 to, or 70 years after Jesus died, And then another 80 years after that, St. Justin Martyr was saying the same things and seeing this connection all the way back to Jesus at the Last Supper, what we do today. So that understanding that what we do today is not something that is just made up. There wasn't just a bunch of people that sat around and said, hey, let's take that from the Scriptures and that from the Scriptures. But they were doing what was handed on to them. 
all the way back to Jesus. And so what we celebrate tonight is what Jesus gave to us 2,000 years ago. And we believe that when he says, this is my body, we believe his words. We believe that this really is his body that we receive into us. And that when we receive him into us, that we are lifted up into him. That we become one with him. And it's only in that oneness that we share with him that we are able to experience the glory of God. And it's only in that oneness with him that we are able to call God our Father. And as St. Paul says, that we cry out, Abba, Father. We put ourselves at his feet. We turn to our Father and ask him for all of our needs. We go to him in our sorrow. We go to him in our joy. We are able to call God our Father. Not master. Not, we are not servants. We are sons and daughters of our God. Who loves us so much that he gives us his son. And not only does he give us his son 2,000 years ago, but he continues to give his son to us in the Eucharist given to us at the Last Supper and is continued to be given to us today. Do we comprehend what God has done for us? Do we understand that our God, who didn't have to do anything for us, loved us so much that he gave his only son and died for us because he loves And continues to give himself to us in the Eucharist. Do we comprehend? Do we understand what God has done for us? And as we receive him, we are then called to go out and do as he did. This is why at the Last Supper, or this is at the the celebration of the Last Supper on Holy Thursday, this is why the priest removes his garments, his chasuble, and he bends down and washes It's why we are called to love our neighbor. This washing of feet is a sign to us that we are meant to serve all of those around us. Not to serve those whom we love, not to serve those whom we like, but to serve everyone. Everyone who presents themselves in that moment, everyone who presents themselves to us in that day, we are called to serve them. And when we go before our God at the end of time, when we go before the pearly gates at the end of our lives, We will be judged based upon how we serve, based upon how we love. And we give ourselves fully to Christ and love as Christ loves. We recognize that we have picked up our cross and we have followed him and we are one with him. That is what we celebrate this night on this Holy Thursday. And in a greater way than we've ever ever celebrated before, knowing how it was taken away from us a year ago, how we ought to return in all faithfulness, return in all joy, and return our love to our God, who has poured himself out for us. May we understand, and may we be sent forth to go in love as Christ has loved us.